0: Life audio. Hey my friends, welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I'm your host, Nicole Eunice, and I am so glad that you are joining all of us from around the world today to spend a few minutes spent studying God's word together. I am recording this in the evening, which is not my normal practice. Normally I love getting to record this in the morning. It's sort of a get to connect with God and get the day started off in the right way. And so maybe you're a nighttime podcast listener as you're getting ready for bed or you're thinking about closing down your day and or maybe you're working late or finishing up some chores. So if you're one of our nighttime podcast listeners, tonight is for you. We are in a series on words for our year. And I laid out a few words, actually five words that I think encompass a portion of God's promises that are available to each of us. And I invited you two episodes ago to consider one of these words or maybe another word and really grab a hold of it for this year. And I wanted us to walk through each of those five words together. And so last week we did trust and talked about Isaiah 40. This week we are going to talk about joy. So I am really excited about it as we get into it. But before we do that, I just want to welcome so many of you who are new to the podcast.
1: There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit LifeAudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth
0: We got some stuff back from our like producers, and we know that there's a lot of new folks here. So we're really, really glad that you joined us. We're really glad that you're here in this little corner of the podcasting world. I just want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast, because when you do so, it will give you notifications as soon as we post an episode. So we try to post at the beginning of each week, and we are also trying to put my sermons up as bonus episodes as soon or whenever we are able to do so. So if you subscribe, you won't miss a thing. And I appreciate it so much. All 313 of you who, as I often say, powered through to figure out how to leave a review. I know there's more of you who've left reviews on Spotify as well. So thank you for doing that. You know, not only does it encourage me because I know who you are and I know what you appreciate about the podcast, it also helps other people find the podcast. So whenever I say, hey, if you want to give back, to this podcast, and if you want to be a part of the ministry that this is all about, then just go leave a review, and you've done your part, and as always, you can always reach out to me and share anything. I think I have a new—today, I just got a new email from Bill, who is a new listener, and wanted to let me know that this podcast is encouraging to him, so welcome, Bill. Glad you're here. All right, guys, we are going to get into our passage today, and today I really want to just return to our practice That we've set up since 2020, which is just a very simple, inductive way of looking at a passage in Scripture. And if you want to know how I got to this series, or or really any time we would do a topical series. So a topical series is going to be based on a subject rather than based on a book of the Bible or a character of the Bible or even really a theological concept. And so whenever we do like a topical study, you might wonder, like, how do you get to what we're going to look at or how you find what we're going to study. And I love to just really simply look. And of course, I've been studying the Bible for a long time. And so those of you who have been through the Bible many times, um, my hope in prayer is that God begins to light up your heart and mind. So when you find yourself in a moment where, for instance, you are feeling worried, you actually have scripture that comes to mind. You're like, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and petition, make your request known to God. Like you just... Little snippets of Scripture just come into your mind, or you're able to think to yourself, what did Jesus have to say about this? And you're like, oh, yeah, Jesus said, like, consider the lilies of the field, you know, and you'll, you'll have these comforting and redirecting thoughts that come from the Holy Spirit. But, you know, we participate with the Holy Spirit. Could the Holy Spirit just drop a chapter of the Bible into your heart and mind that you'd never read before and you could recite it? Well, yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit can do anything the Holy Spirit wants to do. However, is it more likely that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you while you spend time experiencing God and being in His presence, while you spend time getting to know His voice? And the primary way we get to know His voice is through His Word. So sometimes, if you've been studying the Bible for a while, you might have passages and and phrases that come to your mind, but I would encourage you not to settle on just that. Um, You can use this, this tool in the back of your Bible. It's called a concordance. And they are larger or smaller in different Bibles, which is why I always encourage you guys to have a study Bible, because a study Bible is going to have the most notes in it. In fact, as I turn to the word joy in my concordance, it takes up two and a half columns in very small type, like the kind of type where if you're getting to be my age, you're like, huh, maybe I need something to magnify that, like teeny tiny type. Two and a half full columns, so an almost overwhelming amount of concordance references to joy. So if I found myself perhaps lacking joy, I might say, you know what, I could go to the scriptures that I know, or maybe I'll turn to my concordance and I'll take a look at some of the things that are said about joy. And even when you look in the concordance, there's going to be a little bit of the phrase with the word joy in it. And you might find like, oh, yeah, like, I think I should go read what that says, So what drew me here was when I was in my concordance kind of sketching out some of the places we were gonna go over this series, I loved this phrase in my concordance. It's from 1 Peter and it says, an inexpressible and glorious joy. And I was like, inexpressible and glorious? That is the kind of joy that I wanna find. That is the kind of joy that I want to invite all of you to find as well. So I flipped back over to 1 Peter and much to my surprise, even though this is a familiar passage, it still struck me anew when I read it. So let me read you our passage for today, and then we're going to walk through our Bible study method. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, Okay, guys, I am going to be honest. I did not want to go to a passage on joy and immediately discover suffering, but isn't that the way? Isn't that the way of God? So so here I am like, wow, look at this, like the end result of our faith, like and the end result, sort of the means, we're going to talk about the means, but then when we get to the end, this is where we find that beautiful phrase, you are filled, you are filled presently with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And the end of that is because you're receiving the results of your faith. That's the purpose. So woo, do we want to back up and understand how we are filled with such an inexpressible and glorious joy? So let's start with what does it say? That's always the first question that we ask. And I, I often tell any students of the Word, you want to be able to rephrase the passage that you read. And most of the time, if you really try to accurately rephrase what you've read, not just restate it exactly as it's written, but if you were going to look away from your passage and say, what did you just hear? Most of the time, you're going to have to read it again a couple of times. Most of the time, you are going to have questions, because if you were pressed, most likely you would have questions about what you had read. So first of all, if we start right at the beginning, we'll start with three words at the very beginning of verse six. It says, in all this. So clearly, if we're going to start a verse and we're going to start it with, in all this, We need to know what the all this is that it's referring to. So the first thing I would do if I was marking in my journal is I would circle in all this and I would want to send an arrow back and make sure I understand what was said before this passage, because this passage isn't going to make any sense if I don't know what the all this is. So we're going to go back there and find out what all this is, right? And now we're going to find this next section talks about the fact that there is a purpose to the grief that you're experiencing in the trials in your life. And it goes on to say that this stuff is proving your faith. It's showing what's really there, right? It says, this is how Jesus is revealed. And then Peter goes on to say, here's how I see you seeing Jesus. <laughs> Peter's like, hey, you are followers in the early church. I am writing you a letter to encourage you. Here is how I see you seeing Jesus. And that's when he says, even though you haven't seen him, you love him. Even though you don't see him now, you believe in him and are filled, there's our phrase again, with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Okay, so part one, we have in all this, we've got to know what that's connected to, if we're going to make sense of the rest of the passage. Part two, we know that there is a sense that our trials and the grief that comes with our trials have a purpose, they're doing something. Part three, that purpose is revealing our true love and the way we're experiencing that love. And then part four is this end Portion that says that this joy that you are filled with is a result of your faith.
1: Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free Story Behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love,
0: and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so if you were being really honest with yourself, which I always try to be, and I always try to encourage you guys to be, the first thing I would say is like, am I doing something wrong? Because if I'm not experiencing a glorious and inexpressible joy, does that mean that I'm not receiving the end result of my faith, right? So that should, be, that should provoke something in you. That should, should raise some emotion. You should be like, okay, wait, I'm reading a passage about how much I could be filled with joy. And unfortunately, there's also trials in there. And I'm going to ask myself, am I experiencing that, right? So all of that is meant to provoke in you, like, what is my faith really all about? And guys, I just, I don't, I haven't stopped asking that question in my whole faith journey. I just haven't been able to stop asking that question. It just, it feels like life is full of pressure. Things can get difficult. Sometimes I experience God is distant. I know that he's not actually distant, but I'm experiencing it that way. And I find myself having to return again and again to what is my faith really about? So when I go to what's the backstory here, I do want to know what's behind in all this because now I've raised some questions. And anytime we raise questions, we're, we're going to raise, there's always going to be more questions to raise. That's why Bible says an adventure and you never master it and you're never like not a student of the Bible because you can have read this phrase 10 years ago and come back and read it again and it may land very different because you're different. So we're always going to have questions and a lot of time in Bible study, especially when we have a few minutes in the morning or we're, we're just trying to really be in a practice, right? We may only answer one or two of the many questions that we have. So for me, my curiosity is taking me to make sure I do want to understand what happened in the passage before this so that I can make sure I understand this passage. So I'm going to focus my attention on that question, which is how is whatever happened last connected to, to what's happening here? And to do that, I'm going to look back, and I'm going to read these verses starting in verse 3. If I can read them to you, let me read them here. This is chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in this last time. Hear this? In all this, you greatly rejoice, okay? So what this is doing, when I ask the question, what does this mean? I'm gonna know that the source of where this joy is coming from, the the thing I can greatly rejoice in, the source is pointing me back to this vision about who Jesus is, it is not pointing me to my actual trials. Does that make sense? Like the passage, the trials are mentioned in here that, hey, like one of the things that's going on in your life and in your world is that you're you're having grief because there's a lot of trials, but the reality is your joy is coming from something else, something outside. And it, when I read the tone of these first couple of verses in First Peter, the tone here is is visionary. This is like an inspiring tone. You ever think about like, I don't know if you've ever watched a, a pro, you know, sports team and and that there's like it's the crucial moment, you know, it's basketball or football, it's a crucial moment and they call a timeout and the coach is in the middle of the huddle. Have you ever asked yourself like what is the coach saying? Like what is happening in this moment? Cuz these guys are battling it out and it's tough and it's difficult and it's painful and sometimes they come out of that 45 or 60 second huddle and they play like a different team. Like something is said in there. And and I think about Peter in this passage, he's like calling us into a huddle and he's like, hey, I know you're out there getting beat up. I know things are really difficult. Come into this huddle for a second and I'm gonna say something inspiring. And the inspiring thing is what happens in the passage before this. It's when Peter says, don't forget that in like God's amazing mercy, God's affection for you, God's love for you, he actually has given you new life. And you've been born into not a static hope, not an institutional hope, not a hope that goes away, but a living hope. Like you get to live into this hope. And in this hope, you find this hope in the fact that Jesus Christ, whom you love, whom you serve, was actually raised from the dead, which means that he has the power over every single thing, both living and dead. He has the power over all things earthly and eternal. It's like the ultimate Huddle where you're being pulled into the huddle. Hey, I know it's tough out there. Come in here for a second. You are greatly rejoicing because of this inheritance you have. Like you have won. You are an overcomer. You have victory because your savior had victory. And because of that, you can rejoice in these trials. You can rejoice because these trials are revealing things in you. You can rejoice because even in these trials, you can experience joy. Now that is very different than a joy that would come from like an add a girl or an add boy or a pat on the back or whatever. That's like a joy that is this energy inside of you. I like to teach this that joy is an energy inside of you that is not disturbed by the storms outside of you. Joy is an energy inside of you, not disturbed by the storms outside of you. And if nothing else, in the sixteen minutes we spent together, if. All you feel is a longing for that joy, you are well on your way. You don't need to manufacture the joy, you don't need to prove to God that you need the joy, you don't need to act good enough to get the joy because what happens here is that in 1st Peter we learned, we have an inheritance that can never perish, that can never spoil, that can never fade, and that your love for Jesus will restore your joy. Which means we can ask God for that joy. Like you can stop right now And and we're about to wrap up, and you could stop right now when you ask the question, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for me? What this means for me is that joy is always accessible. It is always available in Christ. Now, will you always feel it? Do you need to ask for it? Do you need to ask for it 10 times in one day? Probably, but you can. And if you're longing to be like, wow, I want to be a person who says, I know inexpressible and glorious joy, it is there for you, I assure you. It is there for you no matter what is going on in your life. God, when you turn over and surrender your pride, your way, your desires, your emotions, you surrender those things to him and you ask him to fill you with that joy and he will do it. So I want to wrap today just to say, you know, I'm not a person who wakes up like bouncing out of bed full of joy. I mean, I'm jealous of those people, but I'm I'm just not. It's not the way I often have concerns and worries already on my mind. I often have to to come to Jesus ask him to 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 bring me into alignment with him and i have to ask him to bring myself bring my heart into alignment with him and this morning i was actually praying like god bring me joy and i i kid you not not 2 hours later i get a voice message from a friend a believer in christ who says i was praying for you to have joy this morning and i have to tell you i had joy like I was praying for it. A friend in the spirit was praying for it. And, and not an hour and a half went by before I thought, wow, nothing's really changed in my life. Every single one of my concerns and worries is, is still present. But I feel different because God has moved in my life. And that is worth celebrating. And I'm here just to say I'm bearing witness with you to you as a fellow traveler, as a fellow wrestler in faith. It is possible to have joy. And if it has been lacking from your life, maybe this is your word. Maybe this is your year. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you this week. Looking forward to catching up next week when we talk about courage. See you then.
1: How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.